There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. And welcome back to the Game Changers podcast, the only place that you need to be to learn how to build a powerhouse personal brand and a wildly successful online business. Look, I'm going to be really honest with you because you and I are friends and I don't want to lie to you. It's actually 5.15 on Thursday night and I have been sitting on the couch all day because I recently canceled my big event that is supposed to be happening happening in May due to, of course, the coronavirus. I'm not going to go into the details of that. It is what it is. I know a lot of people are canceling their events, but I actually feel okay about it. Uh, it is what it is, like I said. And so because I've canceled my major project that I'm supposed to be working on this month, I pretty much spent the whole day just plugging away at little things sitting on the couch um, working on my business, really. Just like I said, just tidying things up, you could say. But then I realized it's five o'clock and I have to get a podcast out tomorrow. I really am trying to commit to getting a podcast out every single week. I have some really cool interviews coming up, but I was like, "Mm, should I just not worry about it and, you know, just chill out and start watching YouTube? And I was like, no, I am going to sit down and I am going to record an episode because that's just what I said to myself I would do. And you know what? It's important to keep promises to yourself because if you don't, then over time you will get less and less reliable. Anyway, hashtag mindset lesson from Erin. So what I did was I actually went through my phone and really luckily I have a bunch of screenshots from old Q&As that I've done on Instagram or like, you know, when I've been looking for video topics or podcast ideas, I actually have a folder on my phone that just has a bunch of screenshots. And so what I thought is I'd go through a bunch of them and just answer people's questions, you know, answer a bunch of business questions. So having this podcast as a little bit of a like power round Q&A. Now I'm going to keep all the questions pretty relevant to business and personal branding, but I have a lot. So I'm going to try to get through as many as I can in the next 30 minutes. Let's get into it. So the first question was, what is the best investment that you have made in your business and what do you think you should focus on? Honestly, like I'm not going to be biased here, but the best investment that I've made in business has been to work with a coach. I have even hired myself a motocross coach now because I've recently started riding and I really want to get better quicker. And it's been the exact same situation in my business. Of course, I've invested in courses and 
seminars and things like that. But honestly, just having someone to correct my mistakes has allowed me to grow so much faster than if I would have done this alone. Like in anything, you know, whether it's a sport, I've also got a personal trainer coach for Muay Thai as well. And it's made me so much better, so much quicker. And I just believe massively in the power of coaching. Like I said, having someone there to correct your mistakes is the best way to get where you want to go quicker because you may have a strategy or an idea that you go with and without having professional advice, it may not be the right strategy for you and that yet you're still trying to implement it and make it work when if you had a coach, someone could say to you, look, it's not working for this, 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 this reason, as well as the fact they get you out of your head. You know, when I'm being lazy at Muay Thai and not wanting to put 100% effort in, my coach yells at me, you know, and it really does motivate me. And the coaches that I've had in business have been there for when I feel like quitting on something or when I don't feel like starting something at all. They're just there to say, you know what, you've got this. And even just that backing, it makes me so much more motivated to take action. So if you can, look, I know it's not possible for everyone in the beginning and there are other options. That's why courses are great. You know, memberships are really, really great. I've got my Game Change Collective and a lot of people are in there saying, I'm in here until I can afford coaching. And that's fine as well. But just some type of support where you can either ask questions, get feedback, you know, just have someone on your team is really going to help you progress faster in business. And that's definitely the best investment that I have ever made. The next question is certification or not. And this is relevant to coaching. Look, my perspective on this is there is nothing more valuable than experience. Now, the areas in which I do believe that you need some type of certification because with these certifications quite often comes your initiation into groups. It's different in every country um, that also give you insurance. So things like personal training, things like nutrition, anything that has the risk of injury or sickness, you know, actually dealing with people's health and their bodies also very serious mindset uh, issues or problems or, or things, I think it's important to have formal training in those things. So if you're really diving deep into the psychology of someone, if you're dealing with an issue like, say, for example, eating disorders or something that is really required to have professional attention, I think that, yes, you absolutely need the formal training. Things like business coaching, manifestation coaching, life coaching. Do I think you need a certification for those? Absolutely not. Reason being is I know a lot of people who do have certifications who have absolutely no life experience and they're not very good coaches. And yet on the other hand, I know a lot of people like Tony Robbins who don't have a coaching certification and they are thriving. I don't have a coaching certification. Everything that I've learned about coaching has been through my experience. Yes, okay, I do have a business degree, but I still think that I could be where I am today teaching business advice even without that degree. I honestly do think Think that I could. Uh, maybe it set me on this path. Who knows? But everything that I teach to my clients, other than maybe some legalities and maybe some small economics ideas, other than that, pretty much everything that I've learned, I've learned online and learned through my own experience of building business. So I really don't think that having a certification is absolutely necessary unless there is possibly insurance involved with your actual niche. 
I really like this next question. It is, how do you take control of your emotional health so that it doesn't control who you show up to be? And honestly, this is going to look different for everyone, but you've got to understand what brings you joy. You know, so much, especially as women, so much of the time we are living for other people. You know, we are being in a relationship, we are being someone's daughter, someone's, you know, friend, we are always giving to a lot of other people. And whilst that's fine, I absolutely see nothing wrong with that. When it comes to managing your own emotional health, the thing that you've got to think about is what truly makes me happy and am I creating space for that? To be emotionally healthy, it means saying yes to your soul. When you say yes to your soul and the things that you actually want to achieve in your life, what you want to do, what you want to experience, what you want to feel like, and when you act in accordance to that predominantly, you know, it's not possible all the time when you're at a nine to five job or if you're in a disagreement with your partner and you need to compromise, that's just being a human being. But most of the time when you are taking care of yourself, that is how you control that emotional health. Now, when you show up from that space, especially in business, you become magnetic. I talk about this a lot, but your energy online is crucial. When you're creating business content, anything from a space of pure joy because you're saying yes to your soul, then the thing that's produced out of that space is so much more powerful and will be so much more successful because people can feel your energy. When your energy is radiating with joy and you can, and you could just tell that, you know, someone can tell that you don't, you know, you're not forced to be there or you're not doing it just because you think it's going to make you money. That is what makes people successful. And so how do you actually manage that emotional health? Like I said, figure out what makes you happy. I am so surprised at how many people really don't have hobbies or they don't have interests outside of their business or relationship or job. You've got to figure out what makes you happy. Is it walking out in nature? Is it going to the ocean? Is it surfing? You know, is it knitting? Is it art? Is it music? Is it gigs? Is it food? Like what sets your soul on fire. And honestly, it took me probably too long to find this. I mean, I have lots of interests and even previously before finding MX and Muay Thai, I did quite often, you know, go out and go to restaurants. That's a big thing that's really like, I'm really passionate about. I travel, all of that stuff. But it wasn't really until I found these two things that I realized how much I'd been denying myself of the growth opportunities that come with saying yes to things that I've always wanted to try, but I guess just been too either lazy or maybe afraid to do so. So you really need to figure out what makes me happy and can I make space for that every single day? The next question is, how do you create an online course? Just going straight into it. Honestly, creating an online course is not that difficult. And you know what? I'm just going to walk you through the steps right now. Of course, the most important thing when it comes to a course is that you're actually solving a problem. You know, your course just can't be a theoretical idea or a bunch of content thrown together. You actually need to be solving a specific problem that your target audience is struggling with. So let's say, for example, that your target audience is struggling with organization and say you wanted to create a course where you help them develop systems, time management tools, and all of that jazz so that they can be better organized to more successfully build their business. So if you identified that a bunch of entrepreneurs had the problem of being disorganized and that's why they're not making the money that they desire. 
big ass problem there. So then what you want to do once you've got your course idea and you know that it's solving a problem for a specific group of people is you want to start mapping out the content. What I simply do with this is I say, what's the start of the journey for this, this, this group of people? What's the desired end of the journey? And what are the steps to getting there? What's step one, step two, step three? If you're going to help someone with, say, for example, time management, then you know, implementing this epic calendar strategy may not be able to happen until they actually become aware of where they're wasting their time. And look, it's going to be different for everyone. This is just a very basic example, of course, but really what is point A, what is point B, and how does one get themselves from one place to another? That is essentially the content of your course. Then you just need to think about, well, how am I going to structure this? Am I going to do it in the case of video modules? Am I going to do it in audio or written training? That's totally up to you and how you think is going to be best presented for your course. Then after that, you've got to, of course, just make the actual content. Do you need any resources or bonuses that are going to support the content? Upload it to an actual platform and there you have your course. Now, I know this is a really simplified version of this and there's so many other things that go into it. Beta testing, launching, et cetera, et cetera. Honestly, this is just one of those situations where having a coach or having a business mentor is the best thing. But in the core of it, that's exactly how you create a course. And I would just say, don't overthink it. Some people sit on the idea for a course for years and never actually get anything out to their audience. You are so much better off just recording a few video modules and putting something out there as say, like, for example, a beta program, and at least seeing if there is demand for that course and seeing if people actually like the way that you are teaching it. And if they don't, then you can iterate on that. All I'm saying is if you want to create a course, just take massive action. It really isn't that difficult. And the next question I've got here is how to close in a sales call. So for all you freelancers, entrepreneurs, coaches out there who do sales calls to attract one-on-one clients, essentially this question is how do you seal the deal? Now, honestly, I feel like I don't love the word close because to me, it seems like it's more tactical than it needs to be. Like really at the end of the day, how do you make a sale on a consultation call is how do you help your person that you're speaking to overcome the fears, objections, and limitations they have from taking action. So really it's all about taking them on a journey. And in a lot of my programs, I actually have a sales consultation call process that I teach because I actually have a very, very high conversion rate prior to stopping consultation calls altogether. I had pretty much a hundred percent closure rate, you could say, but I'm going to say a sign up rate on my consultation calls because it really just is, like I said, about taking people on a journey. Now, this journey is not to manipulate them. The journey is not to trick anyone into buying something that they don't need. The journey is simply just to allow them to drop their guard a little bit and to move past their fears for a moment so that they can make a decision that is much better for their future self. So really, it's all about just helping them to really understand what the problem is that they're struggling with and getting them to see that your coaching or your freelance service is the solution to that problem. So one thing I will say when it comes to consultation calls or sales calls or whatever you want to call them is make sure you listen. I know a lot of people have consultation calls and it's like they're either reading off a script or they're just thinking about what the next thing is they need to say. Like in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, mirroring is a huge, hugely successful tactic, I guess you could say, or a tool that you can use to actually help people feel more confident and trust you more. 
And so what I would say is just first figure out the position that the person is in and really empathize with them, you know, understand where they are coming from and really understand what the problem is. And as they're talking to you about the problem, you know, mirror what they're saying to you. Oh, so I understand that what you're saying to me is you are struggling with X, Y, Z. You know, once they've told you what the problem is, make sure that you and your business actually can provide a solution for them. You know, if they can't, that's really unethical to take them on as a client. But if you get to that stage where you know what their dreams are and you know what their goals are and you know what they're struggling with and you still 100% firmly believe that your business can provide the solution to that problem, then go ahead and talk to them about your program. Tell them why, again, mirroring what they've already told you about their goals and their struggles, mirroring why your program is what it is and why it can help them. Now, where a lot of people go wrong with consultation calls or sales calls is that immediately when you start talking about your program, you probably jump into it's three weeks long and the calls are 60 minutes. Nobody cares about that stuff. They want to know, is your program suited to get them to the transformation? So talk to them. My program can really help you to overcome your mindset blocks because I have specific tools, tactics, and techniques that I use to help you excavate to what those problems are. And then I'm here to hold you accountable so that you actually act on the work that you're doing to overcome these mindset blocks. You know, really talk about the tools, the methods, the systems that you use and why they're best suited to their problem. And then the most important thing is you've just got to be confident. If you're not confident in your product, nobody's going to be confident in you either. They're not going to trust you unless you are fully convicted, especially when it comes time to saying what the price is. If you feel like you have to explain your price, you have lost them before you even started. So when someone asks you, how much does this cost? It's $5,000 or I've got a six month payment plan. Then go dead silent. And then of course, just ask them how they're feeling. Ask them if they'd like to sign up. That's essentially how you quote unquote close a sales call or as I would like to say, how you attract a dream client and get them to sign up for your program. So the next question is, what should I be focusing on in the very, very early stages of my business? And honestly, the most important thing is that you are focusing on growing your audience, your dream ideal audience. Because here's the thing, a lot of people, they worry about, I need to create the perfect course or I need to create the perfect program. And they spend so much time creating a program, creating a website, creating a course, creating a funnel. And then they're like, why is nobody buying from me when they literally have like three people on their Instagram when it's probably their mom, their boyfriend and their sister. You know, you really, really need to make sure that you are putting free, valuable content out there in the beginning. You are positioning yourself as an expert. If you have a business and you don't have some type of content platform. Honestly, it could be a YouTube channel, a podcast, it could be a blog. Honestly, it could even just be a newsletter, but of course, you know, it's harder to grow a newsletter without a content platform. But either way, like you need to be building those relationships, building that trust with your audience. Like the sooner that you start building trust and relationships with your audience, the better it's going to be from you. And I know a lot of people are thinking, well, I don't have any experience yet or I don't have any ideas yet learn stuff. Honestly, like if you want to be a business expert and you are pretty new to business, just dedicate your time to learning everything you possibly can about business. There is no shortage of information in every single niche. Honestly, if you want to be a rock collecting expert, I can guarantee you that there is a bunch of content on YouTube about how to effectively collect rocks. And what you've got to do is you've just got to learn that stuff, go out there, have your own experiences with the content that you're learning from, and then teach it to your audience. 
I heard someone once say in the beginning, you are more of a curator than a creator. And I love that because it's like, yes, you are learning things and sharing your experience. And that's fine as well. Nobody's expecting you to be an expert in the beginning. But I promise you, the sooner that you create an audience and build an audience, the sooner you're going to be able to have a successful business. A lot of people ask me, how did you make six figures in your first year? And simply it was because I had an audience. And honestly, like I know niches are important, like I said, but I literally started my YouTube channel talking about the Kayla Itzina's Bikini Body Guide. Then I talked about very general fitness content. And then probably the six to eight months before I actually switched to business, I was sharing like vegan recipes and like, this is me being vegan. And honestly, like I switched in probably October 2016 and started creating business and mindset content. I know the first piece of content that I created was I lost 15,000 subscribers because just basically because I, I started a new Instagram or followers, sorry. Um, and then I created a law of attraction when it wasn't even that business related. And then in February 2017, so just a mere matter of months later, I launched my business and I sold out my coaching program pretty much straight away. Why? Because I built a personal brand and people trusted me. Even though I only had a few months of content relative to business, the people who had been following me from my fitness or vegan days saw that now I was doing this business thing. And because I already started devouring business content and then sharing my ideas around business and creating really valuable high, like high high source valuable, oh my God, I can't talk, (laughs) highly valuable resources, Uh, you know, and people downloaded them and they loved them. I had a really, really cool video training that I told all my audience to download. And the ones who even though found me for the fitness stuff, you know, were there excited to hear about business content. They downloaded my training and they signed up for my program. Like it really is so important that you build an audience. I realized the other day, my passion is so deep rooted in this. Like this is why I love personal branding because of the flexibility and freedom it gives. But personal branding is literally you and the reputation you have with a group of people. And so a core aspect of personal branding is your audience. And it was really quite an aha moment for me. I was on the phone to my friend Ruby and we were talking about this and my whole journey started because someone told me to build an audience. And I am where I am today because of that one piece of advice that I took so incredibly literally that I had a YouTube channel up three days after I heard the advice. And I've never stopped creating since. I've never looked back. I've always been growing my audience and that's why I am where I am today. It's seriously as simple as people can't buy from you if they don't know who you are. This is why I created my in-demand program So to answer your question with a very rambly response, if you want to know what you need to do in the beginning of your journey, grow your audience, create content, be valuable, be helpful, and just put yourself out there. Oh man, there is literally so many questions here. I may. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. need to do a part two of this 
So the next question is, how many marshmallows can you fit in your mouth in one go? So basically, if I was really to calculate this from an entrepreneurial perspective, the first thing that I would do is I would actually probably just get a 30 centimeter ruler. No, I'm joking. That was from Brooke Volinovich, who every time I put a post up seems to ask me something absolutely hilarious. She's an incredible entrepreneur as well. If you want to go listen to the podcast on Instagram that we did together, it's just a couple of episodes back. But here's a real legitimate question. How do you come up with the money to start a business, making it legal, branding, etc.? Honestly, get a job. Like I know that's the obvious answer, but I think that people think there's like some magic formula to making money that is like preemptive to starting an online business. There really isn't that many ways that you can make money. I mean, there's many variables in the way that you can make money, but you can either make money online, either through a business, selling things, etc., etc., or you can make money through a job. And whatever that job may be, right from, you know, a corporate job to, I don't know, selling something illegal on the street if you really wanted to. But like, <laughs> they're, they're your options pretty much. And, you know, if you want to start a business and you don't have money to start the business, then you are going to have to go get a job because yes, getting a job is going to be easier for you to make money up front. You know, when you start a business, you have to do all of this work, like the growing of your audience, the building of your website. It may be months before you actually make money in your online business and yet, There are investments that need to be made, like you said, you know, actually registering your business, registering your website, getting all the programs you need. So if you have literally zero money for that, your only other option is to go get a job. Now, if you don't have a job at the moment, what I would say is just get something really, really low key, like go to get a cafe job or a restaurant job or a bar job or a retail job or a nannying job or, you know, anything really. I mean, again, you could go and do a whole bunch of online stuff, like selling all clothes, flipping things like Gary Vaynerchuk has some really great resources on that. But to me, oh my God, that seems like even more effort than just walking up and handing my resume into a bunch of cafes, working some weekends, saving my money, like an absolute mofo, like really, really, really trying to not go out, not party, not spend money on anything unnecessary, and then saving as much money as I possibly can so that I can invest it in my business. And then just being really, really relentless about not procrastinating and getting all the things set up in my business as soon as I can and relentless about getting myself known and building an in-demand personal brand and all of that stuff so that you can make money quicker. People often ask me as well, this isn't actually on the list, but they, they're like, how do you make money quicker in business? And I almost feel like it's taboo to give this answer because, you know, of course, money doesn't equal, like effort doesn't equal money. It's impossible to say that how hard you work is going to result on how much money you make because there's only so much you can work. Like Bill Gates doesn't work millions of dollars a day worth of work. You know what I mean? Um, And I know a lot of people who work really, really hard as well at their job and they don't make money. However, contrary to that, in the beginning, if it's going to take you six months to set up a website, like get a product out there, if you're not creating content, of course, it's going to take you way longer to make money in your business. Once you have all the important elements set up, like you've got a way to attract an audience, you've got a system that you can funnel them through where you build trust in a relationship with them. And then ultimately you sell to them when you set up all those things. then of course, you've got a website and a product. The sooner you set all of that stuff up, the sooner you can start making money. 
I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Like I am a really fast action taker and that's why I think I've had so much success. Like I said before, okay, so I started working with my first coach. We started like January 1st, 2017. My business was fully up and running with a coaching program, a website. I already obviously have my YouTube channel, so that doesn't count, but I had a one hour video training. I had a complete funnel with like 13 emails in it. I had a consultation call process. I had all of that done by like February 2nd. So within a month, I set up my entire business and you can do that too. I don't know why for some people it takes them so long. I've never actually reflected on that until now, but I've got all the um, like proof, I guess, for this because I have a video on my YouTube, which says I'm launching my business. And of course I could show you, I guess the receipt, (laughs) I don't know, from the coaching program I did, but I really hadn't set up anything in the time before, you know, actually the coaching program. I didn't even know what a funnel was before I went into this coaching program and like everything was set up and launched and I had my free training. It was called how to create a business in 10 days because that's what I teach. Unfortunately, the training's not around anymore because I built it on my website that later got hacked and I lost everything, which was disappointing. Definitely, if you're (laughs) building a website, get yourself some security. That's another thing. Um, But yeah, I don't have the training anymore. But literally, I guess the training was reflective on what I'd just done for myself. Like I had my first client like pretty much a month after. And again, because I already had the audience, so don't count that. But because I just set everything up so quickly, did it look good? No. Oh my God, my website was shocking. And the the video training, no, the video training was fine because I knew how to make video trainings, but like the emails sucked. Like it wasn't very good, you know what I mean? But I had everything. I had the consultation call process, the application call, that form, everything. Everything was set up. And that's why I was able to just hit the ground running with my business. I realized that question wasn't even about like, what I ended up answering it. But basically what I'm trying to say is you can find success a lot quicker in business if you just do things quicker. Like it really is as simple as that. Like if it's going to take you six months to set up all your business and all the things that you need to attract clients, it's going to take you six months or longer to make money. If you can get everything set up in a couple of weeks, then do it. Now I understand some people have full-time jobs and that's not possible for them, but do it as quickly as you possibly can fitting to your time frame. Stop wasting time on Instagram and In the meantime, you know, get a job. That's basically what I was saying to answer that question. Oh, I really like this question, which is going to be the last question. But it says, how much personal life do you believe to be appropriate to throw into your brand? I would say, honestly, if I was going to be real strategic for you, by the way, that was my dog sneezing if you heard it. But if I was going to be really strategic for you, it would be like maybe a 64. 40 or a 70 30 split but more so than that everything in your personal life should be relevant to what you're teaching in business you know if I was to like fake tan one night I'm not just going to be like hey guys I'm fake tanning I use latan ultra dark in violet shade I love this you know I'm not just going to do that because it just has absolutely nothing to do with my brand but on the other side of things if I was like hey guys I'm going to fake tan tonight because fake tanning makes me feel more confident I'm going to be more inspired to show up tomorrow get dressed look nice 
dress, put my makeup on, which in turn is probably going to want to make me, you know, record more Instagram stories and show up more online. So that's one of the ways I remain more consistent is just by taking care of myself and making myself feel good. You know what I mean? So I'm like sharing my personal life for the intention of what I'm trying to help people do. I don't have this platform and this personal brand just so I can feel good about my personal life. Like I feel good about my personal life anyway, but I share all of my personal life stuff with you because it's relevant to the message that I'm going to share. I really want to help you build a personal brand. I want to help you be confident to build a personal brand and to have a wildly successful online business. Anything in my personal life that's relevant to that. Even one day I did this live session where it was like lessons from the ocean. And it was like, I'd just been back from Byron Bay or Queensland. I don't know, one of the up north trips that I'd done. And I was like, I had spent some time by the ocean and these are all the lessons that I had. You know, I'm not just being like, hey guys, look at me, I'm at the beach. Here's my like beach smile. Here's my sausage leg photo. I'm like doing it from the perspective of, hey, yeah, here's my beach smile, sausage leg photo, but here's all the things that I can take away from this instance in my life that is going to help you in your business. I want to help you build a brand and a business. Anything in my life that has nothing to do with that, you're not going to know about it. Even one day, like I shared, um, you know, me eating meagering noodles. And like, there was a lesson in that because I was like, this is such a like wild turn of events. You know, I used to only be able to afford meagering noodles. Now I can afford like literally could afford like lobster, but like I'm still eating meagering noodles. You know what I mean? So it's like, everything is a lesson relative to what I'm actually trying to help you do. But in terms of like how much should be just a like direct business stuff, if you're actually, sorry, I take back what I said, because if you're thinking about it from this perspective, it's like a hundred percent. You can share all of your life. No, not your whole life, but like everything you share can be about your life because you're the leader and eventually people will be interested in you. In the beginning, I would say be a little bit more general and to the point and share the tools and tips and tactics, but throw a little bit in there, just like a few spices. And as people build up their like tolerance to you, I don't know why I'm going with a spice analogy, but you know, as people build up their tolerance to you, you can get a little bit more in there. So what I would say is as long as it's relevant, share as much as you feel comfortable with. Like, again, we need to stop just overthinking these things. Like there's this perfect amount. Some days you'll feel like being really, really just general with your advice and being like, hey, this is a really good book if you want to learn more about whatever. And then sometimes you're going to be like, this is my personal experience today and this is how it can help you. But at the end of the day, just know who your audience are. And every time you push post on any piece of content, ask yourself, is this going to help them solve the problem that they have? All right, guys, that is it from me. I really hope that you enjoyed this 30-minute Q&A session with Erin. I really wanted to be like, all right, guys, I've got 30 minutes of content out of this topic. There's this guy that I watch on YouTube who says that, and every time he says that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. He actually says 10 minutes, but anyway. Um, yeah, so if you liked it, then let me know. If you want to see a part two, because there were definitely more questions on there, let me know. Of course, if you ever have any suggestions of topics or things that you want me to speak about here on the podcast, please do let me know. Obviously, these were just brushing the surface with some of these questions. If you want to go deep with any of them, let me know. I would love for you to take a screenshot of this podcast now and post it to your Instagram so that I can thank you personally for listening and tuning in. Make sure you do tag me and I really appreciate your time. I'll see you in the next episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.